it occurs to me that we are talking about this thing that we're going to be doing an, an episode on, and we are now recording, which means there's no reason why this can't already be the episode. No, no, we're we rolling started this. Yeah, yeah I, I figured I, we did. I assumed we were in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the only um, uh, the the only uh, Formula One stuff that I've seen, which I liked both of them, which makes me want to see this, is um, uh, have you guys seen the documentary Senna? No, it's it's from a while Maybe. back. I can't remember when, but it's basically about the life of Ayrton Senna, who was you know one of the great Formula One drivers in the eighties, and I'm gonna get the time frame wrong, but I think it's late eighties and maybe early nineties. It was confusing as it came out similar time frame to a Chris Hemsworth movie that I yes, think he was playing I've, Senna, right? No, he wasn't playing Senna, but that that's the other Formula One thing I've seen, which is uh, Rush, which is a movie by uh, directed by Ron Howard. And it stars uh, Chris Hemsworth other? and Daniel Bruhl. Wait, I thought it was the other Hemsworth was in that one. No, no, it's no, Chris, it Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Bruhl. Um, oh wait, or, that was like came also it came Zemo, out that time was call them. yeah Ferrari versus Ford came out right around the same time as well. Ferrari versus later. Ford. Yeah, Ferrari versus Ford was like two years ago, I think. Yeah, two years. Twenty nineteen, yeah. and like Rush, I want to say was like a few years before that. I could look it up, but I'm not. Um, but I like seen... both of those things quite a bit. So, I mean, you've granted, those seen, are both um, dramatized, but Nish, you've not seen any of this this um, docu series, right? Yeah, this this docu series being Drive to Survive. Yeah, yeah. I have not yet. I fully plan on seeing it. Yeah, it's weird. Is um, I somehow I when I do mini flexes, they tend to be about um, documentary somehow. They do, don't they? <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is like half documentary, half reality show. Let's be honest. Like the reason my wife watches it, she's like, "This is like Desperate Housewives and Fast Cars." <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what was the point I was going to make. Is like one of the reasons I like some documentaries is like you leave with questions. This one, like, I think you leave with questions, but they weren't like philosophical or moral, like. This is one of those few documentaries that, like, you finish and you just, like, want to become a fan of the sport right away. Like, the questions I had was, like, oh, what happened to that guy? Or, like, who's racing or who's winning this week? Like, did yep. you watch? I know, Paul, you pinged me for some some ESPN Plus passwords. Did you watch this weekend? It wasn't on there, so no. Um, I, I didn't. It was – we just went through in, in time of recording. We just went through week two in Italy and – or, sorry, race two. It's not every week. Um, and I did not watch. I have not spoiled myself. I do plan on going back and, and catching up on this season, though, to give it a shot to see if I could become an F1 fan. I feel like I probably could, um, which is weird because I'm not actively a sports fan in anything right now. But I feel <laughs> like this has a chance of hooking me because, again, the virtual racing that I've been doing um, for the last year or so and, and everything else, like I'm, I feel like I'm primed to get into this. Yeah, I I mean, full transparency, because I know you you went to school in Virginia. You, you have some knowledge of NASCAR, right? Like, I have been to a NASCAR race. I know jack shit about car racing, and I knew nothing about car racing going into this. So one of the things I think the documentary does really well is kind of like it throws you in and it starts following. You have kind of unfettered access to everybody, but you learn a lot about the sport of Formula One, like – as it is going along, like first and foremost, I didn't realize when I picture car racing, I picture like 800 fucking NASCARs on a track, just making that left turn or right, right turn, whatever's over and over and over again. Right. Like 
I didn't realize that there are only like, there are 10 teams and 20 Formula One drivers on planet Earth. Did you know that, Nish? I did because of the other stuff that I've watched. But yeah, it definitely makes it a lot cooler and makes it, I mean, to me anyway, I'm not going to say that is a value judgment. But I, I like the idea that like you can basically know everybody in in the sport, basically, or, or, or everybody who you're going to be watching over that season at the least. Yeah. It makes you wonder, because when I say you have unfettered access, I mean, they really thread the... I'm not sure if they threaded the needle in this movie. Yeah, they just had massive amounts of cameras around every single team. But the, the first season primarily deals not with the teams that won. It's really more like this This season follows like the middle of the pack teams, right, Paul? Yeah, and for years, I mean, what what I know about F1 is for years, the, the, the joke has been that's where the action is, right? Because oh, really? Ferrari and Mercedes are so dominant that like the front of the race actually isn't very interesting. Um, and and it's the midfield where things get very interesting, and that's what the first season at least focuses on. Is like like you see people like Lewis Hamilton and stuff, but they are not being interviewed for this. Right. Um, and they're interviewing. I mean, Red Bull, who is a top three contender, but like the rest of it is all the midfield races where you know the race is much tighter, things are much more interesting, people are taking more chances, like they have less money generally speaking. Um, and it's, you know, the drivers are hungrier. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of drama going on in there. Yeah. A lot of drama. I mean, what you early on, I think we can roll through a couple of teams. I think like, this is what I came out with was like, I think I have, I'm not sure if I have a favorite team. I definitely am going to root for the Haas team because it was like the first kind of American team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of end up rooting for drivers. I wanted to know Paul in particular. Like, what did you think of? Um, oh, his name is escaping me. The, the Red Bull driver, Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Did you find him endearing or arrogant or both? Um, no. I mean, listen, this is a sport that only twenty people can compete in. Like, everybody <laughs> has a huge ego in this. <laughs> you have to. Um, so. So, so yes, but um, no, I did. I did come out of this mostly a Daniel Ricardo fan, um, even like, even though um, I'm not entire. I think the show wants you to be uh, the first season. We're talking about the first season only. I think the right. first season wants you to be a Daniel Ricardo fan. Most definitely, second season you'll get there. Yeah, we'll find <laughs> out. Um, so I think so, but I think you're right. I. I I do wonder if I come out of this and I end up enjoying F1. Um, I do wonder, and I don't even know what people do. Like, do they follow teams or do they follow drivers around? I, do, I don't. I don't know what people do. I think it depends on where you're from because, like, if you're Italian, you're you are a Ferrari fan. If you are French, you are a Renault fan. I don't think you have like massive Haas fans sitting in France. Well, no, true, but you do get like drivers out of you know, like other places, right? Like it's uh, true. the Red like Bull drivers, like a German guy. And like, are you a Mercedes fan or, you know, are you a uh, Van Staten fan? I don't know, you know? Yeah, the other thing I found like really interesting is, um, and they kind of cover this midway through the first season is um, how competitive drivers from the same team are with each other, right? It's one thing if you lose, if you're a Red Bull driver and you lose to Mercedes, you can be like, better car. But if you are one Red Bull driver and the other Red Bull driver is outpacing you, it's just because they're a better driver because you're driving the same fucking car. 
And there is like massive rivalries within the team. And I found those stories really compelling and really interesting. In this right. I, like it, it's like, imagine if the first and second string quarterback played every week to see who would be the better quarterback. Like they, they are competing with each other as much as they're competing with anybody else, which I imagine is very aggravating because drivers get individual points, but teams do too. So when two drivers take each other out, like your team as a whole takes a big hit in the points. Um, so I imagine that's probably pretty frustrating, but. Do you have a rough idea of how long a race is? Is it like, cause, cause yeah, it's, I, I it's, wanted to ask that. <laughs> it's, I mean, what I can tell you is distance. Like, I think it's like something like 305 kilometers and they're doing 200 miles an hour, but I don't, I don't know, but was that hour-ish, hour and a half? I, I would guess that, it, that the actual driving time is somewhere around an hour. Um, yeah. That's what my guess is like when they're like, the coverage was like two and a half hours long. Um, I imagine like they do a recap of quality and, um, you know, there's probably a lot going on beforehand and then a, a little bit after, but probably seat time is probably in 60, 70 minutes would be my guess. I thought they made mention to the race in Abu Dhabi. No, in Singapore, where it's like super sweaty, hot, that they were in the car for like two hours. Yeah, it says... Uh... I Googled how long are Formula One races and got usually about 90 minutes. And it says that they cannot be more than two hours for safety reasons. I think basically what you were saying, Willie. Yeah. That it just gets too hot and everything. Yeah. And also the cars won't last, right? Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually another question I had as someone who hasn't watched this from the part, from the things I have watched related to Formula One. One of the things I found most interesting going through it were kind of, looking at how the teams themselves and like designers like basically try to get an edge basically in terms of within the limits of what they're allowed to do with the cars because uh, yeah. they're very specific they're you know real specifications for what they can do and can't do uh, but then within that you know that that's basically what they're trying to do right is build the fastest car mm-hmm. right. so do they go into that a lot during the season uh, what oh. i found interesting is like the size of the teams right so they they kind of cover they broad, broad stroke over like, hey, McLaren has this massive team in this beautiful facility. You get actually more of that in season two. Okay. But well, the emphasis they really make on it, which I loved, is like, you don't think about this, right? But the difference between like first and maybe 10th place could be 12 seconds. Like it's not that much time, right? But a race that is... 77 laps like if you are off pace by as little as three tenths of a second over 77 laps like yeah you're really far the fuck behind right absolutely so they so they kind of go into like just how well tuned these cars have to be to like come close number one and number two the size of the support team like the i don't know how long the pit stops are in nascar but the they come they were like directly the average pit stop time in formula one is two seconds now, if you could do it in 1.7 seconds, like that could be the difference of a place or not. Like it's insane down to the millisecond, like how tight they try and get. And that's actually, you learn that I think in episode two or three, they're covering the Haas team, which is this American team. Um, and they kind of talk about a, a bunch of different things all in that one episode, which is number one, there is no Haas automotive, right? right. So they can't build their own engine. They have to buy an engine. And I think Haas uses Ferrari engines, if I'm not mistaken. They do, they do yeah. Right? Yeah. And then they have to have their own engineers kind of try and tweak an engine that 
they didn't build. And then the other thing is like, it's this new team. Now, in order to like gain entry, their investor, like $100 million a year to essentially sponsor a car, which is not nothing. But that $100 million gets them a pretty minuscule team compared to Ferrari or McLaren or some of these other teams. Yeah, they, they uh, talk about how Ferrari and Mercedes spend $500 million a year in F1. Like, it's, it's incredible. Um, the, the, the amount of money it takes and then the, 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 the amount of spend difference um, between the two. You have to imagine that it's far. It's really worth it for Mercedes and McLaren and Ferrari because the, they're going to sell sports cars as a result of winning an F one race, right? Sure. Yeah, or probably more accurately, they would sell a lot less if they didn't, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's expected that you're gonna. These are good race cars, right? If if Ferrari stopped being a competitive F one team, like that would take a serious hit to their reputation. It's so um, funny because I don't like Mercedes has been dominating. They've won the last six years and. <laughs> I think well, Mercedes best, is like they have the best driver by a mile too. That doesn't right, yeah. hurt. I just think of Mercedes as like luxury vehicles, not sports cars. You know. Yeah, I mean Mercedes in the rest of the world is very different than Mercedes in the United States. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean that's true for a lot of European car companies, but Mercedes especially. Like, my understanding is in Europe and stuff, Mercedes is like a workhorse brand. They're not a high-end luxury brand, and they have a lot of these other cars that they just don't bring to the United States. Because uh, that's yeah. not the brand that they've built here. Right. I mean, that's a funny thing is like, what would you say, Paul? Maybe they spent five minutes quickly glazing over like, this is Mercedes and they win every year. And here is their driver. And he's like, my name is whatever his name. And Lewis I'm the driver. Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm the driver oh, for Mercedes. That's the one basically. Guy I know for Formula One. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not even, they're not even, Ferrari and Mercedes aren't even in the first season. It's yeah. just like, these uh, guys maybe. are amazing we're not even gonna talk to them right it it makes sense like you said it's it's much more interesting to like see like the people who are jockeying or the teams that are jockeying below them but to to go back to your question nish i mean this really is a driver centric series it's not it's not it's less about the teams it's not very much about the cars um it's a little bit about the cars when it impacts their drivers like if a driver's impacted because their car is constantly breaking down or something like that they go into it but they don't go into like, you know, this is what we were trying to design this car for this year and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they don't, it's it's really about the drivers and the, and they talk about a few other members, like a high ranking members of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically order. like the, the managers of the team, yeah. right? You you do so, get to know the managers pretty well. So, so, so good segue then. I mean, drivers and managers as the main people. So I recognize we're only talking about season one. So this may change in seasons two, three or four. But in season one, any of these guys bedwetters? <laughs> Probably. I bet you think. Oh, yeah, I bet you some of them peed in the car, right? If you got to go in the middle of two hours, what are you going to do? Yeah, you got to figure it. Uh, and they're well, it's, and it's kind of like a bed. I mean, they're sort of laying down. I, I will tell you this it. from from my from my virtual experience of doing this. Like, <laughs> I couldn't when when I'm doing this, I couldn't relax enough to pee if you paid me money like i am like <laughs> clenched as could be for the entire time i'm in the seat racing and that's and i'm not doing it my, my life's not on the line i'm not doing it my career's not on the line i'm not doing it for real so right. i'm gonna guess no peeing in the car <laughs> i would guess not they probably sweat enough anyways yeah, um good point i mean the only other thing is they do a really good job really really good job setting up season two which i imagine is going to be easy for this show going forward because at the end of the season, some teams did poorly, some teams did well, and like the last episode or two, what they start, 
drivers who are no longer going to be part of Red Bull have signed contracts with Renault or whatever, right? People are leaving and switching teams. So they introduce like the new talent that's going to be coming in for next year. And they do a really good job kind of prepping you. Similar to like, I don't know, like I was trying to think of other sports documentaries this reminded me of. Um, do you remember Hard Knocks? Like the, the one where they would follow around the football teams or... Yeah. Um, they still do those. I mean... Do they? Yeah. I don't know if they did it this past year because of the Rona, but before right. that, yeah. Yeah, they were doing it all the way up to 2019. Or even like Last Dance. They do like they do a good job teasing the next episode coming up. And, and I got to say, they definitely they got it together quick because this debuted. This was about the two season one was about the 2018 season, which ended very end of November, like 25th or 26th of November. And this baby was on Netflix in March of 2019. Oh. Yeah, that's so, they seem to come out right before the next season starts is what they've been doing. Makes so a lot like of sense. Season season three about the 2020 season just dropped like a month ago. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, they've gotten they've gotten pretty good at that. I think they I also think they got lucky in their first season. There was a lot of good drama, like only two teams kept their driver lineup. They're like there was a I, I got the impression that was more shuffling of drivers than usually happens in a season. Um, so, you know, they got, they got like an interesting season and then they got well, like a bunch of cliffhangers to leave people on for the following season. Not only that, but the, um, the team from the, that had the Indian owner who was force India. Yeah. Did he get, they were trying to extradite him, but they essentially like stripped him of his ownership and they had to come up with a new owner in the middle of the season. Right. And it was the guy who had previously been backing Williams. Okay. Uh, right. So he went from backing one team to backing a stronger team. But he had put his son in the seat, and and basically everyone knew Force India was getting his son as a driver. Like that's part of the deal. Like I, I'm a billionaire, I will back you as an F1 team if my son gets to drive. And there was like a lot of drama over which of their existing drivers was going to get the boot because um, they knew they had to make room for that. And like I think on the like on the one hand, like on the pure sport of it, that's that's shitty, right? Like this kid didn't necessarily earn it. He doesn't necessarily deserve to be there. I mean, he's not the worst driver in the world, right? He's a he's a good driver. Right. Um, but he certainly hasn't earned his seat in that way. Um, but so the pure sport of it, I don't like that. But from a like interesting dynamics point of view, like that's kind of thing is fascinating. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I do yeah. want to make one, one last point about this sport, which is um, you learn you learn really quickly as you're watching it that it is like incredibly, incredibly bougie. Um, <laughs> And I like boozy shit. I, lo- I love this first season. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I really liked it too. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to point out is how good these drivers are. So when they, it's not like NASCAR, right? With NASCAR, you come in for a pit stop and everybody hops over the wall and comes out. And, and I looked, the average NASCAR pit stop is between 12 and 16 seconds. Oh, it's so much slower. In, but only in one F- lug nut on these tr- on these tires. Right. They're like on right. and zoop, zoop. And F1, on. when you pull in, there is a U-shaped group of people. And you drive as hard as you can and slam on the brakes and stop right in that group. And they stop every time and don't hit anyone. They're right on line. They change everyone and, and he's out again. And I can't, like the precision that these guys have. Is, yeah, it's crazy. Is, it's really unbelievable. It's really it's beyond unbelievable. I mean, back to my point, which is like three-tenths of a second or seven-tenths of a second fuck-up because you took a turn slightly too wide. That, like, can make or break you. 
Yeah, they they had a they. I, I just watched an episode where one of the drivers had a bad pit stop. It took five seconds, um, yeah. and he dropped from eighth to last. Um, well, there was there's one in the beginning of the second season where the pit stop is a minute. What the hell happened there? I mean, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many? How many? How many episodes are in each season? Or in the first ten. season? Ten. ten. Easy, yeah. okay. Even ten, all of them. And, and how long? How long is each episode? Like thirty-five minutes. Okay. Is it? I, yeah. I don't even keep track. They go by quick. Yeah, they, they, I would yeah, imagine. They go by. It, it's one of those shows that's really hard to just sit and watch one episode. Right. It really is. It is really interesting. Um, I'll probably cut it there. It is really interesting to me the um, the way the algorithm works. Like this is like it's fucking weird. The show has been around for three years, and now all of a sudden, everybody is watching, watching it. it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, the, the third season did just come out. They might have had a big push around that. I guess, but like now, like everybody's going back and be like, "This show is like, how could it have gotten undiscovered for two years?" And now, like, I'm not sure if it's like a byproduct of the pandemic if people are just like i need good content They're like oh this new one came out and the other two seasons are great too you know the other one i keep hearing about is um zero 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 on amazon prime like everybody's talking about the show too i've never heard of it i have yeah i had not either it. until last week and now i've heard five people tell me about it what is it yeah i have no idea <laughs> but i know that it takes place in i believe brazil italy and the u.s and i think it's about drug trafficking across um, zero 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 yeah i don't know guys i may end up an f1 fan out of all this like linda i think i'm gonna i'm linda, like linda was comparing it to nascar it's like nascar is like yeah. matchbox toys compared to this like this is like like nothing else can't tell how i feel about red bull i'll tell you that much it, I mean, yeah, I don't know what team I would pick if I like if I if you made me pick a team, I don't know what team I would pick. Maybe Haas, maybe Red Bull. I think I'm going to root for drivers in all honesty, and that might be a byproduct of getting into it in this way. Like yeah, if, if you were too. to get into baseball now, you'd probably just pick players that you love. Like you probably have your team. And then as soon as they left your team and went to play on the fucking Dodgers, you'd be like, that's cool. I'm still going to root for that guy over there. Maybe. But it's so like like F1 is so individual. Like there's so yeah. few people. It's, the, it's kinda... the, the hard thing with baseball is like even if you start by like <clears throat> saying like, well, I'm going to be like a Shohei Otani fan or something like that. You end up watching a ton of Angels games, and like no matter what happens, you will also become a fan of like those other players. And then if right. Shohei Otani goes to another team, you might still be his fan, but you'll also be like, yeah, but now I know who like David Fletcher is, and like whoever you know, whoever the other people on the Angels are, and I like kind of like those guys. Yeah, that's because a sport like racing, F you see everybody really. at the same time, right? As opposed to a, like a yeah team sport like baseball, you see one team a lot more than in all the others. What's weird about yeah. it is right? baseball is maybe it's, a bad it's... example because I feel like basketball I could see operating more like what you said, Willie. Even though you still have a team, I feel like it's such a superstar game that I feel like if if those guys move around, like if you're if you like like Kawhi Leonard and he's moving around, like I maybe, feel like but you'll... people get so pissed when their guy leaves or whatever. Like they don't follow their guy, you know. Like I, that's all yeah. I hear about is how pissed people are when like. You know. There's no other sport with teams of two that you're like. Yeah. I love this team of two. Right. It's it, it is weird, right? And 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 it's uh, the other thing that's weird about it is like drivers do win. Like you, the, the team doesn't just win. There's the constructor and the driver. So there there is an individual champion also at the end of the season. 
Um, uh, mildly related question, you, but how how do you say that French car company without a without a crazy French? Uh, I, I I I always thought it was Renault. Uh, I but call it Renault. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't say anything. Well, one because it would be a dick move to correct you, but also I figured it's like well you've been watching the show. I assume they've been saying the name on there. The same well, it's, it's, it's a very so silent thick. Tea, yeah yeah yeah. It's it's such a thick fucking French accent. I'm like, I'm not even going there. Yeah, it's it's like Renault in in, yeah, in Renault. French. Yep. Yeah. 